Hello, everyone. How's everybody's evening been going? I'm I'm tired. I have a three-year-old. I am also tired, but not because I have a three-year-old. I think I may have taken too many milligrams of caffeine today. Oops. What was your delivery method? Uh, it was IV. <laughs> pre-workout for the caffeine, and okay. then I, I did G Fuel earlier today. And I looked at the milligrams in G Fuel. It's 150 milligrams. And I looked yeah. at the, mm. the 300 pre-workout. It's 250. And I did okay. about a scoop and a half throughout the day. So I'm well over 400 milligrams, yeah. which is what they suggest. You're going to get jittery. Oh, I've never really. <laughs> what? I've never really gotten jittery from caffeine, but one time that I remember. Have you ever done? Oh, no, 400? two. 200? Two. Two times. Um, I don't know if it was over 400. It was most likely probably just because it was early and I hadn't had anything to eat. Mm-hmm. But the first time I was waiting for Luke at uh, Meshuggah, and Meshuggah's black coffee is just espresso. an Americano. Yeah. So espresso and water. Mm-hmm. And they give you a free refill. <laughs> So I had two of those before I'd eaten anything at like eight in the morning. And I was sitting on Del Mar just fucking vibrating. Yeah. Just like, oh. And then the other time was when I moved from my one bedroom apartment to my two bedroom apartment. And my wife suggested that I uh, take pre-workout as soon as I woke up after getting like three or four hours of sleep. And I wanted to, I wanted to hit somebody. I thought I did that to you. It might have been you, actually. Yeah. It was you or Amanda. Yeah. But maybe you suggested it, and Amanda was like, yeah, go for it. And I did it, and I, I literally wanted to punch everyone that walked in my apartment for the first, like, 30 minutes. I was so just, like, <laughs> I just wanted to punch everything. Reaction. My skin was crawling. It was just, it was, uh, it was annoying. But anyway, Tech, I'm sorry. And I hope that it edges, it edges out before the sun comes up, because. Uh, yeah. No, it's going to be early bedtime tonight. Last night, I think I went to sleep at, like, 2-something. I woke up at 6.30 to Morty howling. So I've been up ever since. I need a little bit more sleep yeah. than four now. now. In my life. Now in my, in my life, I need a little bit more than four. I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I didn't sleep at all last night. Like zero? <laughs> I went to sleep at 7 because I had a migraine. 7 a.m. And woke up around Next. 12.30. So. That's sleep. Just your, your clock is off. <laughs> but you, yes. get, you got some sleep. Yeah. Five hours. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not enough, dude. I need more now. Like, yeah. the older I I'm, get, the more sleep I need. My body will start to wake up after 7. 8, of course, is, is perfect. But after 7 hours, my body's like, all right, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 You well, could well. say we adapt to our own yeah, sleep schedules, don't we? There we go. We do a lot of adapting <laughs> in our lives. Speaking of adaptions. Yeah. Today's topic. Speaking of what? Adaptions, <laughs> adaptations. Yeah, so the topic is uh, just to get right into it. Is adaptations um, from book to to movie or comic book to movie? The end result is movie. And the hey, have they ever material. done a book to game? Not comic book, book book to game. I'm sure they mm. have. Yeah, of course they have. Witcher, <laughs> there. <That was laughs> done. Moving on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. On this episode, let's discuss, you know, what's our favorite adaptations and our least favorite adaptations and sure. overhyped adaptations. Sure. Over, ooh, overhyped. Interesting. I, I also picked a bunch that brought in the middle, some that maybe you might like that everybody else doesn't or things that are treading the line, things that are just sort of okay or debatable. 
right? So, sure. Yeah. You go. What do you guys want to? You want to do uh, one worst, of each? You want to do worst, worst first? Okay. Let's just do worst right. first. Because okay, this is gonna make me laugh, and I'm gonna enjoy it. Because it's gonna think about. I'm gonna think back on it and laugh at how bad it is. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's just let's just list our our least most favorite worsts. <laughs> What's your favorite okay. worst adaptation? Our fav- favorite no, worst. I mean, what's what's what's, a... the, what's your prime example of the worst adaptation? Remember, it's not necessarily a bad movie. Hmm, that's interesting, right? Does it have to be a bad movie to be a bad adaptation? No, no, absolutely not. Hmm. hmm. Okay. I got to I got troubleshoot something real quick, guys. You keep talking. So I would I would say. A lot of people like the X-Men movies, but they're usually not fans of the comic books, right? Same like uh, Kimberly liked Death Note on Netflix, and everybody else is like, Bleh, Everyone who read the comic was like, it's fucking bad. Awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, worst adaptation. I don't know. What do you think? Mm. You have one, Caleb? Uh, I mean, yeah, it feels like a it feels like a cheap shot because I I heard it from you. Yeah, <laughs> but fucking Avatar. Yeah, last Airbender Oops. to be to be clear. Yeah, uh, that shit, but <laughs> yeah, like, I, how do you mispronounce the main character's name? <laughs> They're trying to be culturally sensitive by calling him Ong. Mm-hmm. That's so. And then like the me. the Firebenders had to. Have fire near them to firebend. That that nope. That's not how that works. And the they truncated the entire first season or something sure. into right to the end. A movie. It's a lot. Just well, the whole the whole what an impossible event. task though to try to even condense an entire multiple seasons into one movie though. That sounds. I wonder. Folly. Yeah. I wonder if that's exactly what they did. I'm gonna double check because I for some reason feel like it got. It went even further. Like, he took on Fire Lord Ozai. Also, dude, also Uncle Iroh in the, in the, in the, in the movie mm-hmm. is not an old man. He's not an old, lovable man who, like, oh, wants yeah. his nephew to do good. He right. was, like, a fit. It was, oh, so bad. What's the, what's the point completely? What movie are you guys talking about? Avatar the, the Last, Last Airbender. Airbender. Oh, yeah, that, I, don't have this, I don't know the source material. I just know that it wasn't a good movie. That I didn't enjoy it. That's oh, interesting man, they, that you didn't enjoy it and didn't ha- like didn't know the source material. You know that just tells yeah. you as a standalone, yeah. I just didn't enjoy it. It's yeah. just objectively bad. It tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's man. Yeah, I remember. So one of the most recent attempts at viewing that that movie was with the group of guys in college, and it was like 2010 or 11, uh, maybe 12, maybe like early 2012. But we watched all the way through all of the show on Netflix during finals week because, like, nothing else was – no events were going on on campus. People would study. And then when we were done studying, it was like, let's just fucking sit, drink, and watch a show. Mm -hmm. And so we went through all four seasons of the first show of The Last Airbender and then popped in the movie, like, went and checked out it from Redbox or some dumb shit, started it, and got ten minutes in and went, fuck this, and then did something else. That bad, we huh? did. It's so bad. Yeah, I wasn't a it's, fan. Yeah, it's so bad. So, what one that pops up to my head that I think 
is a bad adaptation, but a good movie. Ah. Right? Mm-hmm. World War Z. Okay. Sure. I love it. I love it. That's a great ass. Yep. Because like it's a, a it's it's the book is amazing. Better than a movie. Right? Like the book is amazing. But the book and the movie literally just share names. Sure, sure. Kind of the story like could have possibly been in the book. Right? Like possibly. Yeah. But it, I didn't. I didn't feel like they used the source material. At well, isn't all. the isn't the book like a series of anecdotes too? Like yeah. it's not from one person's point of view. Yeah, it's not one story. But that's so, like the book Brad so Pitt's, dope. Yeah, Brad Pitt's character is maybe one of the characters, but not like, even close. Not he's even, not like, even a like, character. I, I was so excited about the movie that I wouldn't bought the book because I have that. I have that. That sometimes uh, a sure. movie do the same, like a movie coming out. Same thing I have with I Am Legend, because obviously that, that's my motherfucking genre. I love that shit. So I, I go out and buy the book before the movie comes out, watch, read the book, and then, you know, watch the movie and enjoy it. Um, but this was so different. <laughs> or not. Like, this wasn't even close. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that's I wild. Think, um, I think I Am Legend belongs in this in this category, too. 100%. Uh, Shane mentioned it in the chat, and, and Tech just mentioned it. Uh, I think it's almost I think at the, the same ending, time. I think that the ending is so butchered that it makes the movie bad. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um, you know the what? ending... Yeah, it sucks to hate a whole movie because of how it ends. There's so much... Oh, well, so, the third so act much... is damn near everything in a yeah, movie. I guess, yeah. And, like, the I third love, act the of the book up. is a haymaker. In the book, the third... The, the final, I mean, it's not written in acts, but the final chapters, the realization, it's, it's, it's a fucking haymaker, dude. It's amazing. It's like... Yeah, it's you incredible. drive the book like, oh, shit. Wow. And then you get to the to the Will Smith and the fucking basement laboratory, and then it's just like whatever. That's why they yeah. shot two or three different versions of it because they didn't even know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah, you know what's funny is the, I appreciate. Teams. I think I appreciate Will Smith's "I Am Legend" specifically because when I read the actual book, it made that ending so much better. Because I read the book after, and so like I was like, it was a, it was an alright movie. But the book's normally better, right? Read through it completely unaware of how that book actually ended. And when I got to the end, I was like, oh, fuck. What? Like, <laughs> it changed every. I was like, oh, my God. Like, why did they do it differently? Book- why did they change it? <laughs> yeah. The book is a, is a genre-bending book. Like, it changed, the, it changed cinematics. It's, it, it, it set on a course to change cinematics because uh, Romero, no, George, George Romero, Giorgio yeah. Romero, he was inspired by Richard Matheson's I Am Legend to create Night, Night of the Living Dead in 1968 or whatever year that was, right? So, like, that book, I Am Legend, is touted as the first book of an apocalyptic... Nice. Post-apocalyptic world. And actually, it was more vampires than zombies. It was absolutely more vampires, yes. I just want our fans to know that uh, Tech tried to tell us he was not ready for this conversation, and he's out here... I'm, 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 I'm literally <laughs> throwing up my best shots right now, dude. <laughs> 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 like, like, in about 20 minutes, I'll be like... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, this is 100% true. I, that movie changes completely when you... If, if you have the... Uh, like Ben, you said the beginning, not bad. The, the like build up the in that up. the build up of that movie is pretty good, especially mm-hmm. when fucking when the when the uh, vampires, because I don't know what else to call them. They don't give them a name in the movie. They start fucking with them in the day, mm-hmm. like when they move his mannequins. Fuck, mm-hmm. dude. When he when he drives down the street, that mannequin's there. Woo. Also, I think they do some tricky editing 
and it makes it look like the mannequin's head turns when he drive as he drives yeah, by. Yeah, that pissed me off. That really bothered me. I was like, like mm. <laughs> they did that. I don't. I don't like when a, a movie tries to trick you with practicality. Like, yeah, it's like a like an open hand trick. Like I don't. Like, I don't like that. Like don't try to. Don't lie to me, right? Like <laughs> sure. I don't know sure. how to explain it. I'm not. I'm not verbalizing it well, but like, don't lie to me on purpose and then tell me you don't piss on me and call it rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> but like, yeah, that movie. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, well, what, what? How do you cross the line in an adaptation? What? Has, where? Where does oh, it wait. go? Where does it go from? Before we move on, can I interrupt you real quick? One more. I am legend point. Yeah. Why is that movie called I Am Legend, Ben? Oh yeah, we've been over this, but for the audience, um, <laughs> I've, I've this is this you. is this is why the ending ruins the movie. Yeah. For okay. I'm gonna try to remember. I don't remember your point, so I'll just remember what I know. I think it's because he's no, no, no. Like that he was without, the last one alive, so he's yeah. Like he's I meant legend. like based on just knowing what happens in the movie. Why is it called I Am Legend? Could, um, yeah, because he's the last one alive, right? So he's just the last human. I am sure. Okay. Kind of, okay. But not sure. Really. But no, in the book, and I'm spoiling it for everybody in the chat. But fuck it, it's that book came out in like book. the 70s. No, it, <laughs> no, this book was written in 1930 or 1940. No. Yeah, dude, look it up. Look up Richard really? Madison. I am legend. Look it up, dude. Really? Dude. 1954. Okay, I was a little bit off by 12 years, still, but that's still early, a long dude. ass time. That's so early. And in the side yeah. note, <laughs> side note, Richard Matheson did um, "What Dreams May Come" as well. Yeah, it's crazy. And oh that's fuck! The, that and that I forgot all about that movie. I didn't read the book. Though. <laughs> I didn't read the book. Sure. So keep, sure, keep going. Sure. Keep going. No, yeah. So in the book, uh, the main character is this guy who's not really significant in really any way, other than that, like this, the world starts going to shit, and he goes to the library a ton, and like. He's, like, studying things and trying to figure out what everything's going on. So, like, long story short, there's two different kinds of vampires, but they're actually vampires. Not, like, age-old vampires. Like, a disease comes and, like, people have an aversion to garlic. Their skin's super sensitive to UV light. And, like, because vampires exist in American mythos, when they see their reflection... Because people called them vampires when the outbreak was happening. When they see their reflections, they think that they're disgusting, so they hide... And when they see, like, a Bible, they recoil because they think that God hates them. Because, like, of our cultural weight yeah. we put on fictional vampires, which is a really cool idea. But there's two kinds. There's feral, which is the only kind he interacts with. And then there's intelligent, because a part of a, a portion of the population got the virus, and they're fine. They just can't go outside in the daytime. And so, at, like, three-quarters of the way or halfway through the book, a woman... He see he meets his he sees a woman like crossing a field towards his house and like goes and grabs her and they interact and they talk and like she has to leave at the end of like she stays the night and then she leaves and they interact a couple times and then he gets raided by the smart vampires and it turns out the woman was a smart vampire and they developed sunblock strong enough to let them walk around in the daytime <laughs> and so he wakes up in a prison cell with an abdominal wound and she's in the prison cell and she's like they're gonna execute you. And he's like, that makes sense. And then she like explains to him like, yo, you for the last, you know, however long this book takes place over. She's like, for the last like five years, you're the story we tell our children when they go to bed. You're the boogeyman. Wow. You come in in the night and kill us when we're sleeping or during the day. You come in and kill us in our sleep. 
and we mm-hmm. tell stories to our kids about you. And he goes, wow, I'm a legend. Like he's yeah. a, he's realizing, he's acknowledging yeah. I've become a legend. Yep. And they're like, they develop a society. Like they, yeah. they, they started like, off as like just creatures. And then like, they just kind of like relearned and developed in a very short period of time. But man, that, amazing ending. If the movie stuck with that, people would have been talking about that movie like we talk about the matrix now but yeah here's, here's the thing 100%. i think it was a greed thing too because like they didn't they didn't want to end it so closed off right oh, so that's why that, sure. they wanted a sequel like that like and they were talking about sequel for a long time in which they showed what happened to new york with will smith mm-hmm. like i am legend 2 was a thing but they, you know they got kind of i feel like they just they allowed they allowed that possibility of more money get in the way of just solid storytelling that's where adaptation gets away from you that's where people abuse it they uh, uh a lot of times an adaptation has makes no effort to be faithful mm-hmm. they, they tell you at the beginning it's adaptation to set you up <laughs> for get ready for a ride because you're not gonna recognize this by the end yeah yeah so you were about to ask something before i i yeah, maybe we can answer it. maybe we can answer it more later uh when does an adaptation go too far? I think we kind of just answered it in a way. Oh. You know, what's what's the breaking point? Which where it feels like... It, I wonder if there's an example we have where we know the source material really... Maybe maybe The Hobbit's a great example. Where it starts yeah. off almost That's exactly like the far. book. Starts off far. almost exactly like the book. And then it, it, and it breaks. You know, like, what is this? And then it feels like a Six Flags ride. <laughs> yeah, what, what is this log ride? <laughs> How can you take that, 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 that this book, right... Yeah, and make three three-hour-long movies, mm-hmm. and you took three books this big, and did the same amount of time. Right. Like, how can you do that? You're spreading it the muscle a little too thin. Yeah, I think it's because he well, knew the Tolkien estate. Right? Like spread. butter scraped over too. Was it too bread? Yeah, butter scraped Butter's... over too much bread. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because the Tolkien estate told him to fuck off, and it was, he wasn't going to get be able to do anything else. And so he made it. He made it last with, with the uh, the Hobbit because he tried to get rights to the Silmarillion, and they were like, "Uh, no, <laughs> absolutely not," because they don't like his Lord of the Rings movies, which is bananas to me. I, I, I can I can understand I can understand like the perspective, guys, but let's dive in. Have you guys read the books? Yes, I've not read Return of the King. I got bored most good. of the way through Two Towers because everything was gray, and he wouldn't w- shut up about it. I read and- I read Fellowship. <laughs> And I got through maybe a quarter, thirty-three percent of two towers, and then and I kind of. He is stopped. a sleepy writer. He wants to lull you into a sense of. <laughs> uh, he just does. He doesn't want you to remember where you are. He wants you to like realize you're not sure. in the doctor's office. He just wants to like whisk you away into this slow, sleepy. I'm going to describe every pebble on the ground, even though everything's the same color, and uh, <laughs> and, and sing to you, and literally sing to you. However, reading singing works, uh, which always bothered me. But he's a hard read. He's a hard read for ADD Ben. Yeah, yeah, sure. He's overly descriptive. Absolutely. But the, um, way too far. I did. I did think the book was adapted well to the movie, the, the Fellowship. Yeah, there were I things felt like that was a good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can't put everything in it, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. they obviously wanted to put a lot of walking in the movie. <laughs> just well, like walking sure. but um, I thought it was. I felt it was a good adaptation. Like I, I yeah. wouldn't put that into bad adaptation. There's a couple of things in like the first 
book that are left out that are like foundational and it's it's confusing to me why they were left out like where they get sting hmm. because i don't think sting was bilbo's i'm pretty wow, sure they I find it i wish i remember that maybe the chat I'm, will fill us in i'm pretty sure yeah, they find it's it in been the, a while i'm pretty sure they find it in the barrel whites which is that's a whole that's completely left out by the way they sleep in like these like catacomb hills Mm-hmm. That like the hills are all small mausoleums, and while they're sleeping, like ghosts try to take them to hell, basically, mm. and like that's completely left out. And I'm pretty sure Aragorn saves them from that, and then has to save them again from Weathertop because they try oh, to get okay. away from him because they don't like they they don't know if they should trust him. They also make it really clear that he's uh, not a not a normal human, like in the first book, and we don't find out till Two Towers that like Aragorn's like 180 years old. Yeah, because he's old as shit. Like he fought with, uh, Aom- did that Aomer, King edition. Aomer. Yeah, they're like riding to Helm's Deep. No, and he's uh, like, yeah, it's when they stop for lunch, and he talks yeah. to uh, Aowen. Aowen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, King Theoden's talking about a battle, and Aowen's oh. like, he was a kid. How would how would you remember that? Yeah. And then Theoden's like, uh, he's one of the last men of Numenor. Like he's fucking ancient. Yeah, they also cut Tom Bombadil. Speaking of singing. <laughs> yeah, Tom Bombadil's um, character was great, too. <laughs> they put him in The Hobbit, right? No, uh, no, 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 no. That, that, was the, uh, that was the other wizard they put in The Hobbit. The an- the one that loved animals or whatever. Oh, Radagast, the brown. Radagast, yeah. Anyway, so enough about yeah. that. I think, um, on. <laughs> I think it did well enough to appease most people. There were a lot of people that argued that there shouldn't be any women in it because he didn't write any women into the book. So they plucked some Silmarillion to to put more women in there. Who'd they put in there? There wasn't in the Galadriel was uh, part of it. No, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> All right, I said let's move the on. Love interest. Get deeper. The love interest. Arwen. Yeah, that's in the books. Mm, well, that. Mm. Well, okay, they put cool. they put more. They put sure, more of sure. Them. Right. Sure. 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 All right. All right. <laughs> Texan control. What's next, Tech? <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Uh, we have yeah. a lot. There's a lot to cover. A lot and to there's cover. A lot. Yeah. I don't want to harp on any story plot too long. I, I never said my worst. My two worst are tied between the Doom movie and Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I brought up liking the Doom movie like a week and a half ago. I know. <laughs> and you just sat there quietly, so I mm-hmm. applaud you for that. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I never. I I remember seeing the Doom movie as a kid, but I, I don't know the source material that well. Never never read it, so. I'll keep it short. Doom's all about hell and, and infestation and zombies and blood and guts. And the Doom movie made it about uh, scientific desert, right? scientific experiments on a moon base. I just remember deserts. Like I remember like oh no no Doom D O O M Doom Doom. I thought you said Dune, and I'm looking at your list that has Dune's on Dune on the list as well on it. So I thought you said Dune. Sorry. Doom, um, the, the video game. Because I was like, that's way off. <laughs> when you start talking about hell, I'm like, that's way off from what I remember. <laughs> that's way not, off. That's not Dune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that, like, so you right, said sand, I knew ex- immediately with the... It's kind of cool. No, the Doom movie with The Rock. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Big misstep. Totally missed yeah. the point. So was, so was Doom a book? No, it's video game. It's a video game, right? Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how can you... How can you do, make... How can you make that translate... Uh, the, the first person shooter that was into a rock movie, right? Like, how does that even make sense? The Rock would be an amazing Space Marine. He doesn't even need to talk much, which is great for Rock in that era. He shouldn't have been talking much anyway. But like early Schwarzenegger, don't give him any lines. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a movie about 
uh, showing up, all your troops are dead, and hell has invaded your space base, and you have to make it out alive? That sounds incredible. Yeah, that sounds but they made it this good. some slow movie about scientists messing with... So it had nothing to do with hell. They were just scientific experiments going wrong. So what a misstep. How do you guys feel about Resident Evil? Since we're talking about I, video games. The first movie's good yeah. until first, the end. first movie's okay. Yeah, the first movie's mostly good. What happened at the end? I don't remember. Yeah, she woke up in... No, they found out the lab was under the house. I thought that was kind of cool. No, it wasn't yeah. a house. It was downtown. It was downtown Raccoon in the city. city. Yeah, it was Raccoon City. It wasn't oh, in the wasn't in the mansion cool. at all. That's no, maybe cool. it wasn't the ending. Maybe it was something in the beginning. Like, there's a... I remember a chunk of that movie being like, this is boring, and then it changing. And me being like, kind of fuck with this. So I think maybe it's, the last half was the better half. When the, gr- when the girl was trying to kill everybody... You're all going to die down here. You're yeah. all going to die down here. It's classic. That shit's hard. It's it was cool. hard. It was hard. The like, laser is, thing, back when that was like first came out, that shit was next yeah. level. This is one of those movies that people liked that had nothing to do with the source material. So <laughs> nothing I'm going to put this as one of the worst adaptations. It has, mm. except for the T virus, there's nothing to do with the with Resident Evil at all. Okay. Isn't the girl the kind of a Resident Evil three reference? Resident Evil the, two. They reference? eventually start tying in characters. Yeah. Which yeah. Is this, she's not Jill Valentine. She's no. Else. I don't know what her name is, but. Again, like the chat's going to correct us, but yeah, um, but uh, yeah, nothing to do with the mansion. Had nothing to do with the stars team getting ambushed by zombies. Had nothing to do with living in the house until he came for yeah. backup or whatever. There's no puzzles. <laughs> There's no key puzzles. But anyway, yes. yeah, just totally missed the point. And then the series just goes fucking bananas. Can I, that. can I argue with you about your Lisbon? Please, MCU. Yeah, I'm going to say that that's really bad adaptations. They're not, they're not adaptations. Ah, sure. I mean, sure, sure, they sure. You, they got to be adaptations if you're going to call it the Infinity Saga. You're going to call it Civil War. You know, you're going to like. But aren't they their own separate universe? Like, does yeah. that count as an adaptation, or does that count as? Would you call like the House of X an adaptation of X Men, or just a different run of X Men? Right. What well, for sure? But like, so, if but when you use the same name, the same name, you kind of force it into an adaptation mm-hmm. mode. That's why I was now, disappointed with Civil War. Because Civil War was just a, a industry bending event. Stephen Colbert talked about it on his show. That's how big Civil War was. Civil War was movie, amazing, and that movie really had not much to do with it. They absolutely, uh, no, absolutely mm. nothing to do with it. They they sort of did the uh, are you going to sign up or are you not going to sign up thing for a, for a fraction of it, you know. But it was really about you know Bucky killing his parents and and then. Yeah, a pissing match. So that's why I think we're so. That's how they're going to introduce the X Men because that technically that registration thing is not over. Oh, dude, if they do Sentinels in registration, come on, well, please. also they For can that technology that Shield was making in the Winter Soldier. Yeah, could uh, be we used talked as about this. Uh-huh. The, the mutant hunting technology that they yeah. use in the comic books. Project Insight from Civil War or uh, Winter Soldier. The two helicarriers that had like targeted people that were yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can, risky. They can target through DNA. Yeah, the, there's your mutants right there. They find out yeah. they're on that list. Yeah. Um, um, I don't yeah, know if I would count the MCU as an adaptation to me just because, like... Dude, it, you, can't, you can't call the it argument, Age of Ultron, dude, and have an Age of Ultron series. Like, you just can't use the same name then. Right. Yeah, but that doesn't that kind of falls apart when you have, like, Daredevil, the movie and the show are named the same, but neither of them are adaptations no, we're of... we're talking about like, subtitles, though, Caleb. We're not talking about Avengers. Because, right. right, that's cool, right? You can that's do a seven years thing. of Avengers. <laughs> Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, but they didn't try to adapt the script. That's what I mean. They didn't okay. look at. They didn't You're look right. at the comic and then try they to turn do, it into a movie. But they do, though. But it, they mm, do. They yeah. took, they took so many things from Infinity War and Endgame 
that actually happened like okay there's a scene in infinity war that was literally what happened in the comic book where uh when thanos used the reality stone and turned someone into cubes and yeah. then turned another person into string these things mm-hmm. happened they're lifting is that homage their, though or is it is it fan service and homage or is it that the movie is infinity war so yeah, like you can't, like, you can't like use once you do that it's, it's hard for me to say like oh they're just loosely gonna do it like yeah. i get it they are loosely doing it at the end of the day they are 100 percent loosely taking from the comic books i get it sure but that makes that a bad adaptation there's enough there's enough of a connection to qualify it as some type of adaptation Has and that, to be. Com- that comes with the subtitle yeah if they made batman the court of owls <laughs> guess what <laughs> i'm expecting you to tell the story of the court of owls mm-hmm. sure so the reason but- i steer away from calling it an adaptation immediately is because at least in film crediting if you write a screenplay that's adapted off of something else, mm-hmm. you get a credit for an adapted screenplay. Yeah, and and adaptations are typically loose. So, but but there's no there's no adapted uh, screenplay adapted from screenplay adapted by credits in any of the Marvel movies because they're not using the core comics as screenplay adapt screenplay inspiration. I mean, yeah. there's a reason why Cap- like Brie Lawson has to read all the Captain Marvel movie- comic books before she starts her movie. Yeah. It's based in that world. Mm-hmm. They're basing on off of off sure. certain storylines, certain characters. Yeah. So loose interpretation, sure, but like to me, that's not a good adaptation. Like if you didn't leave Civil, if you read Civil War in your life, you read it, and then you yeah. go see the movie Civil War, you're going to be yeah. slightly disappointed. That's not what that's Don't about. care. <laughs> right. Don't care how, like how whatever we talk about now, but it's it's the god honest truth. So do you guys do you guys defend or um, agree with the people? That's that's the same thing. Do you guys defend the movies against people that are like it's not like the comics, or are you one of the people that's like it's not like the comics, so I don't like it? Ironically, I I I support adaptations because you can't. There's no such thing as a one to one transition. It's a different medium. It's impossible. Yeah. Just like maybe Tolkien shouldn't have forced me to read songs. I don't know how that works. But well, you could have skipped the songs. It's really I easy. know, and I just Tolkien behind you, like read it, boy. <laughs> I just like what tone am I supposed to make with these words? Doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, it, you have, when you adapt things, it can't be the same. You know, like that's why only the last thirty seconds of Doom was first person and not the whole movie, <laughs> right? Has anyone got it right? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think a lot of my bests in this list kind of nailed it. Now, I, right. I I heard Caleb yesterday or or on our pod on the uh, Brownie Board podcast say something about Watchmen. He didn't like Watchmen. Is that you, Caleb? Does not like Watchmen. That that'll take a half hour if you let us. Now, I I did not finish the Watchmen. No book. shade, but that's a big topic. Go ahead. As, as far as I got through the Watchmen book, I still have it and still plan on finishing it. But it seemed pretty spot on to me. I thought so. I thought so. I think Caleb likes to pontificate on the uh, the ending specifically and the impact the ending had. Well, yeah, uh, I can, I, that's that's my I am legend problem, so I can get that. Yeah, Caleb, you want to speak for yourself? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's it just feels like the Watchmen movie makes like a really big spectacle out of some really shitty characters without really getting into addressing how shitty the characters are. Um, well, like none of the characters. I think we got comedian as bad guy. Comedian, comedian, we get comedian, we get comedian, okay. but he's the, also the bad guy mostly mm-hmm. in the comic too. Rorschach, so like, they dove into Rorschach. 
Yeah, but Rorschach came away from uh, a lot of people came away from Rorschach like, man, he was so cool. Yeah, I did. I definitely did. I was Rorschach. And like, nobody was like, yo, he was a fucking <laughs> racist ass. Oh, I yeah. thought he was. I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't finish the book. I didn't get very far. He's in the book. he's an alt. Racist. He's he's the alt right parallel. Like he's bad. He's shitty. He's re- and oh, if you watch the Watchmen show, the the people that are the Minutemen are racist yeah. as fuck. And like, I it's not good. Would have told me that two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was all walking through the streets of New Orleans with a Rorschach sure. mask on. Sure. Um. And then yeah, my big beef is the ending where they take away. The uh, the conceit in the comic is that Ozymandias teleports, finds a way to teleport a giant. He manufactures, first of all, because there's not actually aliens he's discovered. He manufactures giant octopus-like aliens and teleports them into, like, New York, London, and Japan or something and kills millions of people in order to stop our escalation towards nuclear war because we'll then start looking up instead of across the oceans at each other to fight. Uh, and then the aliens are never going to come because he made them up. And then the rest of the group has to decide to not tell the truth. One, to let him do it. And two, to not tell the truth about it afterwards so that we don't dive back into war. And instead, the movie decides to... I don't, and I don't know why. Because that's a really, really solid ending. For some reason, the movie decides to turn Ozymandias into a blame shifter instead of doing a thing that like is going to... I'm going to regret it my whole life. I think Instead, he, he points to the guy who is better than him and is the most alien and is like, we'll say he did it. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Manhattan's been so f- fucked up the whole movie because he can't go anywhere without people gawking at him that he's just like, fine, and flies I, away to Mars. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's he, so, he just, it feels so dumb. He evolves dumb. past humanity. He's the AI parallel. I think he stops thinking like a person and starts thinking in third person, and he sees time all at once on a vertical track instead of a horizontal one. Yeah, sure. Like he, like the way, Oh my God, the way he tells the story of him dying in the pod in different and like hopscotches. Cause to him, it's all happening at the same time. So cool. But, uh, but I think the solution to your, your query is as simple as I don't think American audiences have could have handled a giant squid. I think this is going to be reminiscent of the, Ending of the is. it, Stephen King's it, with the big um like the first one like because when the first one hit before the all the new shit, mm-hmm. the ending ended up being stupid. To, big to, spider kind of came out of nowhere to American audiences. Like if you read the book, it makes sense, but to the regular person, they're like that's a dumb ending. That's a you know like <laughs> sure, and that possibly could have been the same thing that happened in, in the Watchmen mm-hmm. if they mm-hmm. used the squid. Even though that would make more yeah. sense. But they like I feel like the explanation from Ozymandias of like we'll make aliens up is awesome. Like that alone, let's make up aliens to stop war, and we are the yeah. only ones that can do that. That's cool. That's dope. And I don't I don't think that that's hard to understand. It's not as weird as you're right. It's not as wild as like An look at this story? giant fucking spider thing. Um, maybe they could have picked different aliens, make it look like giant ships crashed or something. I well, don't that's know. What they did for the show. They had the little micro squids raining. Is some sort of anomaly. There's giant squids in the show. The event that takes place is a yeah. giant oh, squid not, sprawling I, hey through. Guys, I'm episode three. I'm, oh, good. I'm you picked it back way. up. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah, it's very yeah. good. So, it's very good. The, right, so the, the show the, the show, show sticks with the comic books ending, yeah. and like I didn't hear any complaints about that. Nope. In pop culture, everyone was like, "Yo, they stuck with the book ending. It fucking rocks." Which like, eh. 
That being said, Watch, Do- watch Dogs. <laughs> Watchmen yeah. was fun to watch. I just, in terms of adaptation, I think that it nailed the aesthetic and the way it was supposed to look and the casting was brilliant. I just yeah. think that the, uh, well, let's, I think that the adaptation specifically of the source material is a little meh. I, I kind of felt gonna, like, go I'm going to go on a limb, uh, throw myself onto the fire and just sort of say that maybe Zack Snyder's just sort of a surface level storyteller. Yeah, yeah I think sure. We can, okay. I think okay. we can. I think everyone's going to nod. I want to talk about, okay. I want to talk about, um, the death of Superman. Like that didn't translate at all. Yeah, sure, 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 sure didn't. Who and kills Superman in the comics? Doomsday. Yeah. Same okay, way. it is. It's still Doomsday. Okay. So that's yeah. faithful. That's faithful, but like, but he wasn't beefing overall. with Batman and Wonder Woman at the same time. Hey, did, side side note: Did you guys see the the, the Snyder uh, cut with the black, the, suit? The black suit Superman rolling up on Alfred? You you know you spoke that into being right because you said that like two days prior. Did I? Yeah, I think I did. It's like, how come we don't see him in black suit two days later? So we got this black so suit. So we got this black suit. Uh, he looked <laughs> he looked good. I was yeah. here for it. And he looked normal. It so looked what, really normal. It was before what? the CG. Did you hear... Um, or it was filmed he, after after Fall, uh, Mission Impossible was done, so he didn't need his mustache. Yeah. Zach said he would rather burn all of his footage than use any of Whedon's footage in his cut. Oh my god, what an asshole. He says, I don't but want to put my name awesome. on anything. He, he sort of put some water on the fire. <laughs> he said, I'd rather, I, I don't want to put my name on something I didn't shoot. Yeah, I sure. I understand that. I understand cool, that. Yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Can also, you imagine getting a bunch of footage and then like turning it into a movie and getting credit <laughs> and not not trying to find the person who gave you the footage? Yeah, yeah appreciate it. That reminds me a few years ago, like many years ago, maybe 10 plus years ago, I was doing a flyer for the Traffic Music Awards. And so somehow before it, it went to print, I saw the other side of the flyer. I didn't design it. So I, on mine, I put this side designed by Illustrious Vision because I didn't want the other side to be confused as something I did. So I totally, <laughs> get, I totally get that. Sure. Was the other side bad? No, it was garbage. It was <laughs> so that's why you did it. <laughs> you it wanted to make so sure bad. people knew. Oh, yeah, that's so awesome. That's funny. So that's funny. <laughs> um... How versed? I already know. know. How They'll versed know. you guys in Ghost in the Shell? None. Uh, I've watched a lot of the anime with you, but it was so long ago that I don't remember okay. a lot of it. Very contentious adaptation, as far as modern adaptations go. Well, yeah, mostly because pop culture was like, but but Scarlett Johansson is white. Cancel culture. The the creator of Ghost in the Shell loved it. That's all I need. He to know. wanted her to play the character. I'm so sensitive to uh, you know. Uh, white people playing Asian roles. I get that, but yeah. she's she's a doll, not an Asian. So anyway, uh, did you guys watch the movie? And did you enjoy it or not? I didn't. I watched. Did I watch the movie? No, I think I didn't. I think I. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think I didn't. I actually liked it. Um, I, I I know most of this Ghost in the Shell fiction from the original book to the video games. I haven't watched a lot of the recent shows. I don't drive with them, but I like the uh, the two standalone complex seasons uh if tech if you are still on the path to enjoying anime it's a very mature sort of csi kind of 24 style anime with like a team of Mm -hmm. cyborgs solving crime very cool the only silly thing is the robots have a little child voice but they all roll their eyes at them so it's sort of tongue-in-cheek you know what i mean okay not tongue-in-cheek it's self-aware yeah self-aware so they're like ah you know people are like oh my god do we have to give these things a voice (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um so 
the movie combined a lot of standalone complex, the show I'm talking about, with the original manga and the movie. It missed a lot of the design beats and, and wasn't designed as well, artistically speaking. But I think the story was really neat. There's some really cool beats in it. I think it's a solid sci-fi movie. Uh, I actually think it's a decent adaptation, even if it wasn't executed as well. So I, I, that's why I put it in the middle. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear somebody with any knowledge before or after to uh, argue with me on that one. But anyway, I just want to yeah. mention that for posterity's sake. Yeah, the, the tricky thing about this topic in general is like you, is so many things have to have come in place beforehand of knowing the, the reading the book or whatever the source is and seeing the movie. Yep. So we all may not have like aligned uh, experiences with, with some of the, these topics. One thing that you have in your best that really touched my heart and soul uh-huh, was uh-huh, Dick Tracy. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did that on purpose. Dude, that's yeah, dude. Like I had a Dick Tracy poster. <laughs> like I was. Did, yeah. Didn't you have a watch too? Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. I probably did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was big, big into Dick Tracy. Um, I'm sure I have read the big book. Dick Tracy. Actually, I know for a fact I read the book, but I w- it was so long ago. Like I ca- obviously don't remember it, but I loved it. I love the movie. I would watch the movie today. Like I need to go buy this movie. Like I don't know why I don't own it. That's funny. It's got fucking Madonna in it. Fucking Madonna, Al Pacino, right? Uh, fucking Crazy. Flathead. What's the guy's name? A brick, uh, Bricktop. No, that's, oh, was it Bricktop? It was no. That's um. That's Snatch, right? Bricktop. No thanks, Turkish. I'm yeah, sure no, enough. It, it, yeah. Um, what a good fucking movie. It was, yeah, it was... Um, anyway. And Warren Beatty was... Warren ba- yeah, like... He, he that, is, like, as a 80s baby, Warren Beatty was, like, revered. Yeah. Back then, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he was, like, yeah. that dude. He was that dude. Mm-hmm. He looked like a, a grizzled detective. It was mm-hmm. perfect. So Flat it was kind drums. of... Oh, my God. All right. Double, here you go for the the one-two combo, right? Mm-hmm. Dick Tracy was the Sin City of its time. Let's talk about Sin City. There you go. You guys probably didn't read the books. Nope, didn't read the book at all. Damn it. <laughs> Caleb, did you read the book? Uh, no, I think I started the first one but didn't, didn't get into it. That might be – that's definitely one of the best. It's, it's one of the most faithful adaptations from comic book to screen. It's like page for page. And the fact that it was black and white and all the costumes were designed to reflect light in that way. It wasn't just black and white. They designed the costumes to look better sure. in black and white. Well, you like can't re- just... Like reflective you, yeah. material and stuff. Yeah, you can't oh. just you can't just use black and... That movie's yeah. incredible. I want to hear what the chat says. But that... that yeah, that's got to be one of the best adaptations. Like I said, it's scene for scene. 300. Right? Like a Frank Miller combo. 300. I have a lot oh, yeah. to say about 300. Did you guys read the book? Nope. Damn it. So 300, <laughs> the, all the scenes in Thermopylae, the action scenes are like shot for shot. Perfect. Thank yeah. You, Zach, a lot thank of you, Zach Snyder. Sure. They did the stuff at home where his queen gets raped and then, and then like has this big power move and then takes over the Senate or something like that. And then she has this huge, really patriotic sort of post nine 11 freedom and justice speech in front of the, the, the people. It's very strange. It was like a few years after 9-11, and it, it, to me, it just, it, sort of like when they added Spider-Man swinging around the American flag after they had to mm-hmm. take the, the two towers out of the first Spider-Man movie, you know, because it was all yeah. like in that era. This It just felt so forced and weird, and the fact that it wasn't in the book, it just felt so it force-injected. It was so cringy, and I hated it. But all the action scenes, from the God King to the homunculi, with the, you know, the deformed guy and all that stuff, 
and like when they pushed the guys over the edge of the cliff that was like shot for shot with the book man mm-hmm. so much of that book is comic so much of that movie is comic book perfect but all the stuff with his wife was just ugh, I hated it you know what's I funny I understand you probably need to put a woman in the movie <laughs> but yeah. you know what's funny about us is like if you look at list of the best uh, books turned to movies they're all like dramas or serious like serious shit or like you know like like different genres right and ours is usually action or comic books like even in our yeah. conversation conversing yeah no, we're um, talking about the great gatsby are we no we're not <laughs> talking about the great gatsby dude like and i just started reading um this last couple of weeks i started reading Yo, Hands Tale, like great gatsby's book. a mess though <laughs> i i was thinking about putting it in there because it's it's mentioned as one of the worst it's beautiful but it's bad yeah um i was gonna bring up old guard text you're right like I watched a couple of featurettes on how Old Guard used like the comics specifically to frame shots, and how the well the, the the nice thing about Old Guard is that the screenwriter is the guy who wrote the comics. Well, there you go. So, so you he go. got to, he got to actually plan. He already has shit his, out. his vision boards. Dude, yeah, yeah, this is the most nerdy bits list you could ever create. This is literally our our, <laughs> our taste. Well, the, like, the, like, the the thing is, the people that like listening to us like listening to us for our, our opinions on our things right. we like. So I'm gonna do um, some. I'm gonna do really quickly. I'm gonna do some uh, honorable mentions that have nothing to do with comic books or video games or anime. Go for yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Twelve Years a Slave, and like okay. these aren't these aren't ones that I've I've personally read, but I've seen them. Like I've seen I've seen the movie. Akira's on this list too, though. That's number four. So out of the top 100, which is dope. Isn't that uh, Mar- book like 400 pages though? <laughs> uh, that's a huge omnibus, and the movie smashes the front and the. The end of the first book, so it leaves out everything in the middle, and then just throws away the rest of the series. So when Taika Waititi is talking about bringing it back and using the books and a cast of Japanese teenagers, yes please, mm-hmm. wearing that movie with a diaper on. Continue, Tech. Uh, <laughs> Big Little Lies, Brokeback Mountain, uh, Cloud Atlas, which is on your list. The mm-hmm. Color Purple, that's a heavy one. That's yeah. it. I'm, I'm sure no one read the book. Very lighthearted um, movie. I, yeah, Roots, <laughs> um, Devil in the Blue Dress, Dracula. Mm-hmm. Now, Dracula is one that I can get behind. I read yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula. And Which I Dracula movie are you using to? Well, there's, if it's Bram Stoker's, you got to compare one to one. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Keanu Reeves, Bram Stoker, uh, Tim, uh, you know Gary Oldman, right? Yeah, Tim and, Roth. Uh, no, but Gary Oldman. No. That's a good movie. It's a solid movie. What else you got? I, I wonder how it matches. Matches though. It's yeah. good. It's not bad. It's not bad. I've read Bram Stoker's. It's not bad. So the okay. The problem that it has though is Bram Stoker's is like uh, World War Z. Mm-hmm. It's a series of diary entries written by all the different characters and like stories overlap and shit like That's that. So cool. Yeah, it's like a guy that goes and visits Dracula to do something, and like gets creepy feelings the whole time he's there while they're interacting yeah. with each other and then when he goes to bed at night like swears he hears things crawling up the outside of the castle at night yeah because it's dracula like going up to like overlook the city and feed um mm-hmm. and there's then there's like a side story of a ship that sails in but it doesn't it doesn't sail into port it sails into like the it like beaches itself next to the lighthouse because the captain uh they were transporting nos dracula in the hold of the ship Mm-hmm. And it, at night when people were sleeping, like he and like hellhounds would come out and torment people. Oh, man. And the reason it runs aground at the fucking lighthouse is because the captain, knowing that the the cargo has to get where it's going, lashes himself to the steering yoke. Oh, 
so that he can't get away so that he won't run and jump off the ship and so it crashes and he's like dead and starved and they the guy that's like in the lighthouse says that when the cra- ship crashed like black hounds raced off of the ship into the woods and then Dracula came to town like years later interesting it's fucking wild what if, what if what crashing the ship accomplished his goal <laughs> well it, the, the ship had other stuff in it that like was medicine and shit and that got to the city oh okay I see yeah Okay. He wasn't trying to kill what was on the ship because they didn't I think see. it was physical. Okay. Yeah. Bram Stoker fucking slaps. Anything else on your list? A Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I started reading the book, and it's so much, it's so much more fun when you read the book after the fact, because like, sure. especially a show like Game of Thrones. I don't care what the first time I saw the first season, I was lost. Like I had to watch it. I had to watch the first three or four seasons twice. Classically, that's I could one really of the shows. understand the families. I needed, like, I didn't understand the families at first. I didn't understand who was this person. Like, so it took me two viewings to to kind of get it. But now reading the book, you know who's who, and you kind of even when you see the name, you kind of know a face to it now, and you know a voice to it. So that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, sure. Classically, that was one of the shows that came to be like, "What's happening?" I'm like, "I don't know, babe." <laughs> 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 I'm just watching. You know, it all fell into place, but like moment by yeah. moment, I was kind of I was lost a lot. Yeah, yeah there were a couple the times. Seasons were dense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were a couple times I was watching with Ben, and I was like, "Oh, isn't that this character from there?" And he's like, "Why the fuck do you remember that?" And I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know." That shows. No, I, didn't, wild. I didn't read the book, but I love the movie, "The Girl with All the Gifts." Have you guys seen that, that movie? Is cool. Movie's real cool. Yeah, I don't know if I've heard of either. Yeah, yeah you got it. This little black girl was like a conscious a, zombie. Yeah, it's on Netflix, and uh, hmm. they just kind of used her as a weapon yeah it's really cool but it's like it's really a cool. really crazy twist at the end yeah really good um godfather right. never read the book though me neither um let's see i wonder if the movie would have escalated so far into fandom to craze to to popularity it's, you know on such a huge podium if it was a bad adaptation <laughs> yeah right? well yeah it, it, it couldn't have been it, well i don't know well i don't think people like can bad adaptations make good movies yeah, yeah, I think we've discussed this on a few occasions. Do you think uh, most people who've seen Godfather have read it? No, Old so people. it wouldn't. So it wouldn't have mattered if it was a good adaptation. Oh, right? I think I think I think we're just too removed from from it. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like we're too yeah. young to read the Godfather. Like who's gonna read the, an Italian mob book? Who's gonna like? I don't know. It's just something something that I wouldn't normally yeah, gravitate towards sure. in my sure. You know, sure. It would be interesting to to read it now. I probably would read it now just to see you know what was up. Yeah, Caleb, look at The Witcher. Nobody thinks The Witcher is faithful to anything. <laughs> well, it's but not. Exactly. So, and it's really great. Wait, which one? You talking about the show or the game? Both. The show is from the books, 100%. The 100%. games are not. It was still a mixture. No, the, the, the show is the first, like, two books that are a series of short stories. Okay. And season two is going to be actually the first book of The Witcher series. But the, the first season was, like, the backstory of how he comes to be the Witcher, Witcher. Um, okay. But the games, they, uh, the Sapkowski, like, told CD Projekt Red they'd never be successful, so don't don't base them off of my books. And mm. then they were successful, and he came after them and tried to, like, sue them. And the Polish courts were like, uh, you said you, here's, there's a, look at this email where you tell them to fuck off and do it themselves. You don't get more money. So, that's a whole contentious thing, but... We I love like those we games. Uh, I feel like we haven't really 
focused on the bests quite so much. I think Fight Club it's hard too. Fight Club, Fight Club, Fight Club. Fight Club's pretty good. Even Chuck Palahniuk said that book, that movie's better than his book. Chuck said it's the movie is better than his book. That's incredible. That's something. That's something. Now, I, I think, would also argue if you like the end of that book movie, you did not read the book <laughs> because yeah, it's they're different. They, the they're completely different. Yeah. The end of the movie satirizes the end of the book and makes fun of it. Uh, Ender's Game. I'm conflicted about this one. I love that movie. I, I love, love that everything movie. except I've, for the fact I've, that Battle School lasts for 20 minutes. I know, but it, you only got two hours, man. Make two I know that's movies. most of the book, but yeah, I know that was yeah. most of the book. But they wanted to cover so much more with the the queen and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I, that was that movie was. I've probably read that book more than any other book, to be honest. And that movie was so faithful, I couldn't stop crying while watching it. It was this weird connection to like so much of my life. I've read that book, and so much of what I'm seeing was what I had in my head. Sure, you know sure. when they took the when they took the boat out before he went to battle school. You know, to, they yeah. went on the on the lake in front of their house to talk about it, and like his relationship with Valentine and Pete and all that. Man, yeah, that movie hits me right in the heart. And I don't know why it's weird. Even though they missed a lot of big beats, like with the game, you know, and killing that kid in the bathroom. They covered that. That was hardcore. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Is Bean in that. there? Yeah, Bean's in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, what's the guy Bonzo, the guy he kills in the bathroom by accident. No, that's just mm, yes, something like that. Yeah, and he uh, <laughs> you find out in the third book he's killed like two or three people in his life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, just, like mostly accidentally. Page strength. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Scott Pilgrim is one of my tops. Scott Pilgrim is extremely faithful, even if the ending's different. It's very good. It's very Scott good. Pilgrim is very like almost like not visually because it's impossible, but as close to visually as like three hundred and uh, Sin City. Like they nail sure. it, sure. Um, but what's cool is uh, so Scott Pilgrim all around the same time, the books became popular. They got the beat 'em up, the side scroller beat 'em up that you can't get anymore because of publish- publishing bullshit, and the movie all came out at the same time. And all three of them have different endings. <laughs> That's actually kind of cool. In the book, he goes back with uh, knives. In the movie, he sticks with um, Ramona, <laughs> and in the game he gets both. <laughs> so. That's fun. Caleb's I saw some people on the Caleb. internet. I saw some people on the internet recently that were like trying to argue that Scott Pilgrim was a piece of shit. He is. No, he and is. I was, and I was he's like, dirtbag. Is he? Yeah. And then I he's looked. A, at, I rewatched it, and I was like, yeah. oh, he's kind of a shit. He's kind of a dirtbag. Yeah. He just does. He just follows his heart. Doesn't matter who he hurts. Uh, so also, is it knives underaged? <laughs> uh, no. She's seventeen just... when uh, when they start dating. And like one of the band members like points out like yo isn't she seventeen? Which is not cool. No. Oh yeah. Yeesh. Hindsight. A, qu- a question was asked, and I'm glad this question was asked. Is Jurassic Park a good adaptation? <clears throat> when I was a child, like I said, I, I I've always been this way that if a movie interests me enough, I will go read the book before the movie comes out. Yep. I did that with Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park. Me too. And um, I remembered being very happy, but also as a kid so it could have been like i was like you know whenever whenever it came out so um i mean it's a 1990 sci-fi novel the when did the movie come out 96 something like that no way way right Mm -hmm. yeah it's that no no 93 i was just 93 earlier 90s 
I was not in Missouri. Uh, yet. 1993. Okay. Boom. Yeah, definitely, definitely in New Jersey still. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and I remember. I remember reading the book and being happy with it and being excited. Um. Now I don't know if it's. I don't think it's, like, line for line. One of those type of things. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think it's close like that. Can I interrupt your answer and let you come right back? Sure. I'm going to interrupt you with a question. Go for maybe it. Caleb. Maybe Caleb, you can follow it up before he finishes, or follow it up later. What does an adaptation mean to you? Or what? Or what should does an adaptation mean? I don't think. I honestly don't think it's it's possible, right? And in, in the way I'm like, in what we want, I don't think it's possible to do it accurately. One hundred. Jurassic Park or or anything. Anything. So okay. I think there's there's like there's like a, a flaw there because it just you just can't. You like there's so many limits. There's when you when you read a book, you're transported into a whole different world for hours, long time. And you're in your head. Yeah. Nobody and else is your in your ima- head. It's your imagination in co- in conjunction with what you're reading, right? Mm-hmm. And the movie's sure. only an hour and a half long. Right. Like like sure. it's so it's it's just and and you can't. You have to tell you have to you have to slim it down. You have to. Like you cannot make unless you have that that Peter Jack what's the guy's name? Peter Jackson Peter budget. Jackson, yeah. Like you don't you you more than likely not going to be able to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. So there's no I mean it's it's very it's going to be very difficult. Now I kind of feel like comic book stories could get it closer if they tried. Always feel like or a graphic novel has a better chance than a mm-hmm. than a book. Yeah, Sin City man, I think Sin City nailed it. I think I think Sin City might want to be the, the most pure adaptations. It just seems so one to one. I think. Like with me, as long as I can get the feeling that I had with the source material, feeling when I okay. when I watched the movie, right? Mm. So when I read when I read, boy, that sounds in, harder than. No, it's not though, because like when I read Infinity Gauntlet, I had a feeling, right? I had a feeling like, man, like the fucking the my superheroes that I love are fucked up. Like this is, like this is it. Like it felt because it was such a ramp up when it came out originally, mm-hmm. right? It was such a build up, and it was so heavy, and. When you watch Endgame, you get that same dread. Mm. You, when you when you leave Infinity War, yo, yeah, you're not happy. You know how you felt, <laughs> like when you when you left Infinity War the first time. You know mm-hmm. how you felt. It was heavy. It was and a I quiet feel theater. like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like when I was a kid and I read the Death of Superman, because that was a big event too. Right around the time that Bane broke Batman's back, around that same era, like time period, like that was a heavy moment when when Superman was killed because it mm-hmm. felt official. It felt crazy. Like Doomsday was like uh, a yeah. We didn't really like talk this about insane this insane foe. He was. He, he. I felt like damn. They killed Superman, dude. Yeah. And then then it came up with the four other guys, and like you watch just uh, uh Batman versus Superman, and you don't get that same feeling. I think that's why I was disappointed in that adaptation. Superman was around since the 30s, 40s, right? And mm-hmm. the comic industry wouldn't dare kill the Superman. Yeah. Yep. So when they when the eighties he did it in the eighties people were like holy shit it made the news every major newspaper I think it was, that, was it that 90s? black bag I don't know but do I still yeah. I still have some of them like the original prints <sighs> it came in that black bag dude man and it was just a symbol like when yeah they, like yeah crazy um and then uh, so I don't think even if even if they went twenty years of Superman movies and then they killed Henry Cavill it wouldn't have the impact. I don't know. I, I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. They, Tony Stark had, dying was kind of huge. We only have ten right. minutes. We only have ten minutes of of Peter Parker. Well, we had a movie, but not so one movie and t- and ten minutes of, yeah. of of Peter of Tom Holland's Peter Parker. 
Spider-Man. Okay. When he, when yep. he says, when he says, Oof, I don't do feel it. so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I was, I was ready to hop in Titan and try to save him. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah, it's, sure. it's, huh. it's so like it's, it's a point. connection. It's so the connection. Mis- so they mishandled it. They mishandled it. Yeah. And I'm connected. I was connected to Henry Cavill. Still am. He is my Superman. I don't give a fuck what anyone said. He's my number one Superman so far in my life. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I argue. I argue that to the death. That's so there was your, a. It's your man crush. That's why. Yeah, absolutely, dude. You see him put together <laughs> that computer. Um, so like. I, there's a connection there, but the storytelling was off. Yeah, it was off. Sure. It was rust. And like, so like, like I was saying with the feelings, you you just they don't they didn't capture that feeling. But with the Infinity War and the Infinity Saga, they captured that feeling, even and though also, it was different characters. Because Adam yeah. Warlock wasn't even in the movies yet. He's not even right. in the movies yet. But like they they were able to capture the movement, the the emotion of the books. Yeah, and yeah. and the, when they did pay homage. They did it correctly with with Hulk falling instead of Silver Surfer. Silver like, Surfer. They, they did, did these little could. nods that was like, "Yo, we got this from this." Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Ian, told me his opinions on Watchmen. Were, he says that the book was so complicated, he feels like it can't be adapted. Yeah. Do you guys feel like there are things that can't or shouldn't be adapted? Yeah, I, any of the other end of books. <laughs> you cannot adapt speaker from the dead. Bizarre. You'll fuck it up. You'll fuck it up. Let me, um, think of, let me think of something that it can't be adapted. Yeah. The second book's my favorite, Caleb. It's one of my favorites too. But the, you can't make that into a movie. Maybe several. Here's the thing. I was going to mention this. I'm a little behind because I want to answer what an adaptation is to me, but I also want to oh. point out that I do think that like they can be done faithfully, but I think movies are the wrong outlet. Like, we have TV now. We have big budget. We have prestige yeah. television now. Sure. And, like, that's the way to do it, right? Sure. Like, yeah. if you've got 10 hours to tell a story, yep. do it. And it that's takes why I'm excited. To read the, if it takes 12 hours to read the book, like, hello. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> right. Cool. Dope. Let's do it. Um, and, like, we've got – that's why I'm excited about the Halo show we've got coming out because there mm. are a lot of books – and they're, none of them are, are omnibuses. There's a couple big ones, but most of those are, are um, anthologies. Yeah, you got, crypt- yeah, you got um, Cryptum. And Cryptum's then, uh, pretty small. Crypt, the, 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 the Forerunner trilogies are all two, three hundred, or three, four hundred pages. Maybe, maybe three hundred. Um, the biggest one is Evolutions, which is yeah thick, but it's like 20 stories yeah. put together. And then they don't tie together. It's an anthology. Um but yeah, like the the idea that you can do it on the, in a show and take your time and really fo- like if Lord of the Rings, the fe- if the Fellowship of the Ring had gotten a ten hour season, you're not leaving out Tom Bombadil, you're not leaving out the Barrow Downs, you're not leaving out a lot but of stuff. Is it gonna be as successful? I would argue that if Witcher can make a 10-hour show based yeah. off of a book smaller than Lord of the Rings and be as wildly successful as it was that publishers are calling it a publishing phenomenon, that, yeah, Lord of the Rings could have absolutely, can yeah. absolutely be that as popular. successful do you think, money-wise, oh, bro? Because yeah, you that, can't that, make money on, like, you're not making Lord of like the Rings 30. money on, on a Netflix budget. Like, you're not making that same amount of money. We're talking about yeah. hundreds of millions. Yeah. Compared to maybe a couple million. Plus they won like 30 Oscars. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Yeah. I don't I don't I don't think you can compete. It with had movies. like 100 nominations or some crazy shit. Like and honestly, if you're if your budget's going to be as as visually as as demanding as the Lord of the Rings is, you can't you're not going to be able to do a TV show budget with that much like yep. Yep. to cover that. That's true. That's true. We know that because when they had that White Walker fight in uh in Game of Thrones and they said it would be like 10 times bigger than Two Towers and then it happened and we're like nope this was at night <laughs> and oh yeah like, they, did, they did everything like in garbage. their power to cover what was like awful. yeah plus I watched on Amazon so it was all pixelated it's like watching on a Sega CD it was awful but <laughs> um, but yeah I, you're, that's absolutely it Caleb there's no way they couldn't have done Helm's Deep on a TV budget no, no dude they, they, they blow the entire budget making someone look around like like an entire no. season really? of Witcher yes. is the money they put into dude. Yes, it's not the money they put into Game of Thrones. Game of the Thrones entire the entire season, the entire season of Witcher was like eighty million dollars. Yeah, so that's they put three hundred million dollars into a Lord of the Rings movie. Right. So and that's twenty five years ago when we didn't have the graphics that we do now. Yeah. Okay. But inflation. <laughs> How much was it really? Sure, no, but like, I mean? sure, but like, look at the pioneering that the Mandalorian did. And look at how that can be used sure. now. Sure. Right? Yeah, like, absolutely. there's... Yep. Um, and if so Netflix now, Netflix maybe. says that 76 million people watched Witcher. So if you multiply 76 by... 76 million by 10... They're subscription-free? Yeah. It's fucked on the money. That's a lot. I mean, the math isn't that easy when it comes it's to... Not, no, business, it's, certainly, it's, it's certainly not that easy. That's like $7 billion. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, sure. it's a lot of There's 760 million, not 7 billion. Oh, Big okay. So who, who's this? Which, oh, I'm Witcher, sorry. Witcher did 76. If you, t- if you tally all the subscriptions of the people that watched Witcher together. How's that? Is that is that something you guys are reading? How is that quantifiable? Like, it's that, not really super that? quantifiable, but like if you think about the idea that like 76 million people watched a thing, if 76 million people go to the movie theater to watch a movie, yeah. then that's huge. So, yeah, but also you have so double that number from ten to twenty, right? So we are the guys. One point four billion dollars. <laughs> but this is all speculative, right? That's a fourteen hours. Sure, yeah, yeah, it is speculative. It's kind of worthless. <laughs> um, yeah, but the like, the reason, yeah, the reason I brought that up is just I do think that shows can do books uh, justice. Absolutely, it, you just have to be smart about it. Yeah, and you have to have, the, you have I would have argue that. Yeah, and I would argue that Game of Thrones did that until the last two seasons because they weren't about, they weren't based in the books anymore. They were making it up themselves, and we found off that but, Benioff but and you, David. You know what though? One of the most revered shows is uh, Hands Made Tale, and yeah, sure. season two and three are not written. They're not based on anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so what season... I was about to say. Yeah, one hundred percent. Is that like seasons five and six of Game of Thrones? We found out that DB Weiss and David Benioff were shit writers. Yeah. And, and then they, they got, got fired from, the from Star their Wars. Star Wars project too. Yep. So like, what a fall yeah. from grace, huh? Yeah. The first four seasons of Game of Thrones are good because George R. R. Martin wrote them and consulted for right. them. Yeah. The, um, the other two didn't do it. Um, a little quick honorable yeah. mention for me is uh, The Walking Dead. Um, hmm. the Not a good adaptation. No, I think the comic book did a. I think this show did a great job. It's to, to a point. Yeah. Sure. Um. Cool. Well, and it depends on your definition of adaptation. If an adaptation is you're taking a namesake and doing good with it <laughs> and I running mean, they, with it, they, that's a great adaptation. You, you, I think you guys forget how powerful The Walking Dead was the first five seasons. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying that they did a great job with the name. 
I think they did yeah, more. Like, and, they, and they didn't follow any of the same story beats. They kind of did, though, dude. Okay. The na- the Negan scene, bro. Yeah. The Negan scene, bro. Yeah. Spot on and amazing. Yeah, I didn't sure. think they were going. I didn't. It's so spot on. I didn't think they were going to do it. Sure. You know, because they they because the governor with the uh the hand cutting off and the mm-hmm. Michonne rape. You mm-hmm. didn't get to see any of that, and I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. I'm yeah. super but glad like they that, didn't do that. That <laughs> yeah. Negan, that Negan scene, bro. Yeah, one of the best adaptations of a comic book I've I've seen uh, as a scene on a go. TV show on an AMC TV show. Yeah, but then like if you that. look at the first three seasons, it's AMC wildly different than the books. It is. So it's not uh, a good adaptation to, of the books. So you get the first season is not, but when you get to the prison, it is. So that's uh, that's know, that's you know, still two full seasons before we get to the prison. You know, we should have the whole farm is different. Yeah, we thought we should have quantified an hour ago. Uh, adaptation versus translation, because <laughs> I think uh, yeah, it's sure. an adaptation Burns. as here's a thing, uh, but here's what we're doing with it, as opposed sure. to translation, which is look how we cho- yeah. choose to save save the, where the credits are. Like an adapted screenplay is specifically someone took the original script of the different medium as source material and then yeah. turned it into something. Um, right. So like they do pay attention to that, but I think you'd see that differently as like based on the comics of. Here's the reason why video game adaptations don't Wait, work. Wait, doesn't doesn't Walking Dead say that though? Based on, based on, yeah. So it's not it's not an adaptation. Dwight, yeah, but, but Daryl's not but a character. It, that's true at all, and he does way too much important shit in that show. He's one of the top characters, obviously. Okay, or, but at the same time, um, I know the next. I knew the next villain after Negan. And it, yeah. it's it's the same as the comic books. Yeah, yeah, but that that's easier to predict when you realize they 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 take the the main tenets from the books, and then bring their characters to them, right? Like Atlanta, then to the farm, to Herschel's farm, okay. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you interact with is the prison, and the next thing you interact with in the prison is the governor, and then from governor to terminus station, but they, but see, and then they, ter- like they keep the main tent poles, but the characters are all different. Well, because they because they're telling a they're they're literally telling a different story in a different medium. Yeah. So like, so they, it, does it count as an adaptation then? Still, or is I it ca- uh, when I when I watch it, if I knew where it was, like if I if it was, would I watch it still? You know what I'm saying? Like, would I watch Walking one? Dead if sure. I knew if it was one to one? Would I watch it still? Because how predictable is that? Yeah, it's pretty boring, huh? But how many pretty people? Whack. How many people have read something before they watch it? Like, if they're be- if they're hedging their bets, they're good. They're not gonna lose money doing one to one. Uh, what, do you know how much money they made off of Daryl Dixon? <laughs> like, yeah, lots. A ton, yeah. And it changed Norma Reedus' life. Yep. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know? So I'm, I'm okay. And I'm then he, and now he's working Guerrero. with Kojima and doing crazy shit. Yep. Did, uh, yeah, Danae Guerrero, yeah. Sure. Guerrera, like, dude, like, which is, she's in a comic book for sure, but like, it makes sense. Yeah. And because it, 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 the, in the comic book, people are pretty expendable. <laughs> like, yeah. If you love yeah. them, don't like go. somebody. Yeah, it's like Game yeah. of Thrones. Don't like someone too long. They're gone. And that's it. And that's a merchandise nightmare. You right? know why there's <laughs> Yeah, sure. Right? Right? Like... Can't sell these toys anymore. Exactly, dude. Yeah. Caleb, have you read any James Bond books? No. Okay. No. But I also read that Ian, Ian I read how that do, Ian Fleming's how do you, how do you, how you, you know my answer. Uh, you know, actually no. I I only said that because Caleb just watched <clears> two movies the other day, so it was fresh yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also know that Tech, Ian Fleming is kind James of a piece of shit. So. All of them. Oh, <laughs> shit. How about that? How about that? None of them. Zero. Not a okay. one line. Yeah. I can't even tell you who wrote James Bond. Like, who wrote any book? Ian Fleming? Ian Fleming? 
Now you can answer that question next time. Yeah. I still won't remember. This uh, some guy named Broccoli too is involved. I don't know. He's either producer for the movies or a writer or something like that. Weird. <laughs> That's yeah. a random fact. Do you know why there's no such thing as a good video game adaptation? Silent That's not Hill. true. Mortal Kombat. Silent Hill. Well, hear me out. <laughs> because if we go by the adaptation, right, one-to-one... Nobody wants to watch a movie that's based on a game they played. Yeah, that's right, of course. The reason yeah. why Silent Hill is I've good... I've already done this! <laughs> yeah, the reason yeah. why Silent Hill is good is because it's not the game. It matches up, it matches up 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. So you, you wouldn't watch a Last of Us movie? If they tell the story that is if Last of Us 1, story, nope. <laughs> yeah, that's boring as shit. I would watch it because I'm curious. Because we're all all of us are going to watch something that's even one-to-one because we're all fucking curious. Yeah. But, like, am I going to like it? More if they tell me a story about Joel and Ellie outside of the games, yes. Like, what if they tell us a story between Last of Us 1 and 2 where Ellie ages 10, 15 years? What happens in that time? I'd love that. But, like, the reason why I'm excited for Halo's show is because it's it's not even a book. Like, they're telling their own fucking unique story, and that's really cool. The reason I think Mass Effect could make a really fucking dope show or movie is there's a universe that you can tell stories in that has nothing to do with the reason I'm excited for Star Wars going on. It's because yeah. it's not based off of the original trilogy, which might as might as well be uh, books you know what, at this though? point. I feel you, but I also hate it because when we got um, Forward Under Dawn and the Chief is in it for like the last two minutes, I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> we didn't want a movie about a bunch of ensigns in battle school. I wanted a Master Chief show, you know. Oh, the Halo show yeah. we're getting is a Master Chief show, and then I know, but a Forward Under Dawn and stuff like that was always just yeah. dancing in the universe. And then the same thing with all the Marvel TV shows. I wanted those, I mean, as much as I love Luke Cage and all that stuff, I wanted our Avengers to show up. And they kept teasing it by saying, like, the green guy, the hammer guy, and they just never had the balls to make the connection. Yeah, sure. It deeply upset at me. So uh, maybe it's just bad universe building on their part at that stage of the development. Yeah. yeah. There are I, think, I think Marvel shows... In, but don't give me a God of War without Kratos. I, I think Marvel care. shows going forward are going to be better because they didn't have to sign a deal of exclusivity with a company that was going to yeah. keep the rights. I, f- I feel like, like Netflix, they, they to... yeah, yeah, like they can't remake Punisher or Daredevil yet because Netflix has a statute of limitations on it because they signed that deal. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. I think that's why we didn't see a lot of that bleed. But you can believe that the the Marvel shows we're going to get Moving now forward. are going to be fucking great because they're going to act in yeah. the universe. Yep. Yeah. yeah was, I, and I see. Like... I just my bad tech. I've cut you off like three times in a row. Please yeah, go yeah. on. Go, Please go on. I, I was just gonna say. I feel like that's another example of of greed coming over, like they're sure. trying to future proof something to make money. It it goes over the quality. Even though we got lucky with Netflix and the Marvel, sure. yeah, like we got lucky. We got three sure, out of four. For the most part, yep. Um. Yeah. One hundred percent. I want to make two. We're we're a little over, so I only want to make two points real quick. Um. Oh, oh, I argue, Ben, against Forward Unto Dawn and Nightfall feeling bad because they led into the game. Or not, sorry, like not living up to what I wanted because they did lead directly into the games. Yeah. Like Nightfall was the pre story of Locke. And like playing five and then watching Nightfall, really cool. Watching Nightfall immediately and being like, what? Why is this important? And then getting the game felt different. And then Forward Unto Dawn's like the introduction and origin story of Lasky. It was a huge part of Halo 4 That's and 5. True. That's true. And Chief's stuck on the forward unto Dawn, which is where they find him. Um, and the end of that show is them as Lasky as a commander responding to the forward unto Dawn distress signal in the Infinity, which is how Halo 4 opens, which is That's true. fucking yep. wild. It's pretty epic. 
Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, um, the other thing I, did... I wanted to bring up was Shane brought up the Final Fantasy movies. Yes. Bad adap- Okay. Not, none of them are adaptations, are they? Uh, because they don't take place during the games. They're just oh. the characters. Um, okay, Spirited, what's it called? Spirits Within, I almost said Spirited Away. Spirits Within is one of the movies that is not an adaptation, it's a namesake, and I loved it anyway. That's all I have to yep. say about that. The movie the was next fun. next one, Advent Children, is, uh, hmm. It's a direct sequel. Yeah. No, what? Is yeah, it? It, no. it follows, it follows Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. So. And it's, it's between Final Fantasy VII and Dirge of Cerberus. And it's epic. And it's good. It's good. All right, let's uh let's wrap this shit up, B. Let's yeah. wrap this shit up, B. What are you guys working on right now? I'm not working on shit. I have my I this have is the... our wrap up. What are you working on right now? You oh, gotta give us <laughs> I was I thought you were like you distracted. What are you doing? I was no, like, Wait, no, I'm not. Um, what am I working on right now? The grandma and myself are one episode away. No, probably two. We're one episode away from finishing the Halo series, and then we need to organize an episode with a bunch of family members. Um, uh, to record our Destiny episode or two. So that's exciting. Proc Gen Season 2 is going to be coming soon, and it's going to hopefully line up with the release of Halo. We don't know the date yet, but it should. you should be listening to the last episode of that the week before Halo Infinite comes out, which is going to be fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I interacted with someone today who started a nonprofit who reached out to me and asked if I wanted to participate and help with their web design and search engine optimization and copywriting and possibly mm-hmm. helping do stuff for the actual nonprofit. So that's cool too. But I'll have more details on that when it literally materializes more because right now it's kind of, it just happened. So who knows? Um, what I want to do in the next two weeks, which is our thing, what we're doing now, what we want to do. Um, I want to I want to keep experimenting with games outside of competitive multiplayer. Well, we yeah. seem to have had a lot of fun with Grounded, um, and yeah. and Tech and I have had some bad days playing Apex. Not like between each other, but just like days where nothing breaks our way, uh, and we don't have to worry about that when we're playing games like Grounded. Well, unless it unless crashes. it crashes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. But yeah, that's it for me. Tech. Oh, me. Um. A lot of engineering stuff been happening, so um, getting sure, ready job for that. News, I don't think we had that last time. Oh well, I don't. I don't want to share it anymore because I don't know what's going to happen with it. Um, okay. But um, if it does does happen, it'd be awesome. If it doesn't happen, it'll be fine. Because um, I've definitely learned a lot, just a, a little bit, just going up there. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you know, it's just to be able to walk into that environment and and do well is a it's a good it's a good feeling. Sure. Um, sure. So that's one thing. Definitely um, pushing to finish more YouTube videos and um, kind of increasing the quality of it and making cool. it more personable. And it's been working. It's been getting more more follows on YouTube and uh, TikTok. I've been having a lot of interaction on TikTok because I'll take the video and post it there. Nice. Uh, certain certain clips of the video of me talking. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, continuing with the, with Illustrious Vision, of course, and um, working on records. And a whole bunch of shit like that. Um, just like, you know, little creative projects all over the place between the creating content for video games, uh, streaming, YouTube. Yeah. Putting a lot of shit out. Okay. What about you, Benjamin? Uh, I am working on my book. 
still I'm on book two out of four um, I have to have the third cover done by Tuesday I think something like that so solicitations are going out for books two and three very soon so pre-orders are going out uh, they said the pre-order numbers for our trade are the second best sales they've ever had that's awesome with our publisher that's so cool. pre-order pre-order numbers for our first trade are going really well so it's pretty exciting and that's not out till September so onward and upward uh, and I'm doing uh, we're still working on my game which is slowed down a little bit guy's taking a bit of a hiatus mental health hiatus and uh, I'm doing some some board game stuff soon that's pretty exciting with a local St. Louis guy that, that knows is Caleb uh, Wes Ehrlichman Caleb yeah do you know Super Wes yeah 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 um, and as far as things I want to get done I smashed my weight loss goal that might have been thanks to my vomiting migraine last night but I'm down to 203 <laughs> so that's awesome <laughs> that is uh, awesome yeah, or it's um, super it's, not, <laughs> or it's not, I, or I threw up something important. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm digging now into that old fat, the brown fat that sticks around forever. That's the that's the bitch of it. Um, it's gonna start <laughs> slowing down. But I got a home gym, and uh, my workouts have changed now because of it. So my goal is to stay as active as my floor workouts, because those things were ass kickers, right? It's like P90X. Yeah. You know, you're you're just you're almost crying. It's so hard. And we never did that in the gym, right? We'd always run out of breath, stop for five minutes, go back at it. So my goal is to do a home workout with my new gym as rigorous as my floor workouts. So that's my two-week challenge. And to keep losing weight. I actually have a plan for my gym now. So tomorrow I'm going to go in there. I'm just going to put every uh, pulley-like wheel in place and just Mm -hmm. start trial and error the cable system until I get it. Trial and error. What can go wrong? And then I'm and right, and then I'm going to. Uh, you I have think health I think insurance? I do not. No. So we'll see what happens. Man. Life insurance. <laughs> do, if I don't have health insurance, you better believe I don't have life insurance. <laughs> um, I want to go to the spot that you went to and get a, a barbell and, and two forty fives at least, if I can. Uh, yeah, it's about two hundred bucks. Yeah, that's what not I'm thinking. Too bad. Yeah, two hundred yeah, fifty. I think I'm gonna make that a priority because it can. Ooh. I can at least get started with those with that. I got a I got a starter bar. Mine's the fifteen pound lightweight bar, but it works. Okay. So it's yeah. not it's not the forty five pounder. So, but it works. Yeah, yep. that's all you need. Uh, yep. So once you do that and you get the forty fives on there, yep. you can do almost every body group. Just about. Yeah. You just can't you just can't do the machine push stuff that's like hundreds and hundreds of pounds, like leg press and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm, that's my goal. Nice. nice. Cool. I enjoyed this this, this uh, episode. I wasn't sure. Like I said, I was a little apprehensive uh, prior to that I didn't have enough to talk about or contribute, but I, I, I enjoyed was, this episode. I knew yeah. that was bullshit. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> well, thanks for not calling me out on it at the time. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did a little bit as soon as you started quoting like Matheson and stuff. So I wanted to pump, you know, pump the ego a little bit. But thanks. No, I did enjoy that. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, this was very good. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Be back we'll in two weeks. This something else. Uh, yeah, this would be up on uh, on all streaming services for podcast on Monday. Uh, we'll be back um, next. I don't know uh, what date. That August would be smart. Something thirteenth, something like that. August thirteenth. <clears throat> we normally do it on Thursdays, but we had to push it back uh, for personal things. And oh, we also realized listening. we had a bad topic. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we had a straight up trash topic, and that's, and that's deeply personal. We we doubled up. We doubled up on accident. Remember. Yeah. We absolutely. We were going to do villains, um, and we just done it. But not again. Cool. So, thanks for checking it out, guys, and we will see you next time. Cheers. Peace. Peace. Nerdybits.com.